It is the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Let's go to the Tapman's Towing phone line. Be joined by our good friend McLean Stahl from Game Day Spirit, a great sponsor of our show. They have their stadium sale, their winter stadium sale coming up tomorrow. That'd be Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. McLean, hoops is heating up, man. I'm hitting the road. Illinois Rutgers, FAU after that, Tennessee after that. How you feel? I mean, I'm excited for this stretch. You know, I think the the first Big Ten game, especially being on the road, is going to be a big test. Uh, I think I think I've seen some really good stuff from the guys um, so far this year. So hopefully, we'll be able to put all that together here with this tough little stretch we got coming. I got a feeling that if Terrence Shannon keeps this up, can really build a maybe a potentially All American campaign, and, and maybe some of those those NIL jerseys of his will be flying off your shelves a little bit more, which I'm sure they probably already are. Uh, nice little Christmas present. I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that would like a, a number zero jersey to uh, to sport the rest of this season. No, absolutely. We, we'd be all about that, Derek, 100%. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he's been shooting the ball great this year, and he's just playing really well. So let's hope he keeps it up. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we also just, um, you know, launched a, a brand-new Nike NIL basketball jersey program, and uh, we got his. So, um, you know, feel free to shop with us in store or online at gamedayspirit.com and, you know, support your favorite. And, and not just saying we got other players too, right? So um, be sure to support your favorite basketball player by uh, buying one of their NIL jerseys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fill us in on the stadium sale again, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday at Memorial Stadium. I know you guys got great deals. As always, uh, what can we look for in the stadium sale coming up this weekend? Absolutely. So if you've ever been to one, you kind of know what it's all about. You know, it's just a, a massive selection of Illinois merchandise at just like rock bottom price. And we go up to 80% off of line eye gear. So um, if you or, you know, somebody on your, on your shopping list is an Illini fan and you're around Champagne tomorrow, I say definitely stop by and, and check out some of our deals. I mean, we got t-shirts for as low as $6, um, you know, crew necks as low as 15 and, and hoodies as low as 20. So you know, we just have a lot of great streaming deals on Illini merchandise. So um, if you're looking forward to this holiday season, be sure to, to stop by Stadium Sale tomorrow. I, I know one of the cool things at these, you get the equipment room gear. Could you fill us in for maybe someone that hasn't been out there, what that might entail and what you could look for as far as that goes with some of the gear that, you know, the same kind that the, the players might wear? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's one of the things that people get super excited about is, you know, um, you know we partner with, the athletic equipment room here at Illinois and, and we're able to to get and, and sell some of those items. You know, I, I think the one thing that most people think of is the shoes. So, you know, we get a selection of Nike shoes from the equipment room. And, and to your point, Derek, you know, it's the kind of stuff that, the you know, the athletes at the U of I wear. So whether it's, you know, basketball shoes or just workout shoes and all that kind of stuff, there's, there's a great selection of that. So, you know, we do have some apparel and all that kind of stuff as well. Stuff you see them walking around town when, around town in um but I, I think the shoes are what people get most excited for and as i know you've said before it's as supplies last so maybe you want to get there early for some of the that kind of stuff uh, before maybe it flies off the shelves and uh, it's in somebody else's stocking coming up on christmas <laughs> no 100 percent. yeah we always say shop early for the best selection um you know we start at 9 a.m tomorrow but they're going to be people lining up at Memorial Stadium long before that, trying to make sure that they're first through the door to get, you know, the best um, selection. So, um, you know, if, if you can make it earlier, we always say make it earlier. You'll you'll see better better product at the end of the day. I know we talked a little bit on the phone, McLean. You guys also are, are doing something new with some Chicago sports teams in terms of, you know, the Bulls, the maybe Cubs and White Sox. Sorry, you know, Cubs. Uh, are you a, your Cardinals fans <laughs> like Lon and I, right? 
Uh, no, I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. sorry to say it. It's all but, good. We're still friends. Uh, yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, we, we can get over that. But, um, yeah, no, this is the first time that we've ever done it. Um, you know, we have a great selection of Chicago Bears, Cubs, White Sox, and Blackhawks um, hats and shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, being here in central Illinois, you know, other than, you know, the folks like you guys who like, you know, the St. Louis teams, um, obviously, you know, a great <laughs> Chicago sports hub. So um, feeling that a lot of people who are going to be coming out to, you know, shop for Illini stuff, maybe Chicago sports fans. So I think it's just an added benefit. Um, and I think we have some really sweet stuff. I might have to take a few pieces home myself. So um, just another cool thing that we're trying out for the first time here. So um, if, if you're a Chicago sports fan, we definitely got some stuff for you. That's for sure. Definitely check out the stadium sale tomorrow. Uh, Memorial Stadium, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Game Day Spirit, your one-stop shop, everything Illini. Now they even got Chicago covered as well. So uh, one last thing, McLean. Any, uh, like, stocking stuffers, anything that, you know, some nice throw-ins that uh, might be something you could find at your store, anything that come to mind as far as that goes? Ooh, you talking about the store or you talking about the stadium sale? Um, either one, either one. Uh, the answer is yes to both. Uh, I mean, we just got so many great stuff. Um, you know, we have a lot of a selection at Stadium Sale in particular of, of novelties, um, all kinds of different things that I can't even begin to start describing. You got some stuff for your home and your office. And you have stuff for like your bathroom and your kitchen and all that kind of different stuff. So all kinds of stocking stuffers here at Stadium Sale. And then always at the corner of uh, Neil and Kirby and Champagne at Six and Green in Campus Town, we have a great selection of stuff that you can definitely use to stuff some stockings over the uh, over the holidays awesome well they, they definitely deserve your business we love partnering with them they're great to us so uh, mclean we appreciate your partnership we appreciate what you guys do and uh stay warm out there tomorrow i'm making an early flight out to piscataway and you uh you, you stay warm out there and then spot up for the game and, and hopefully illinois gets a win that's that's the game plan hopefully um do what you can uh to, to bring that second part home for us there I will do what I can. I don't know, you know, maybe step up and make a couple of free throws if they let me, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, McLean, look forward to our next conversation uh, and uh, g- great catching up with you as always, man. Likewise, Derek. Appreciate it. ILO. That's what Lon says and Kyle can say. I and I. There you go. Just got to keep it a little uh, a little neutral as, as someone that covers the, the team, but uh, we, we appreciate McLean and everything that Game Day Spirit does. Uh, McLean stall with Game Day Spirit. One more time. Memorial Stadium tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That is your winter stadium sale. All right, we're going to hear from Terrence Shannon Jr. coming up here. And you're also going to hear some basketballs bouncing and some dunking (laughs) and everything that goes on in the background because they make Derek go and and interview these players on the practice floor, which is a decision. It's a decision. (laughs) You know what's funny? I've been doing it long enough that I I don't – really get distracted by it anymore i guess if just from the listening experience like when i'm editing this that's what i'm talking about i'm sure you're fine but (laughs) yeah no i know it's but it's funny to to listen back to it and to realize especially when you're you're trying to play it on the air of of how just noisy and loud that is and and that it's it's hard to to focus in and, and hear what they're really locking in and saying so um terrence Gave some good stuff today. I, I think you'll hear it coming up, but one thing I did want to say is that as a, a little bit of a preview, sounds like Brad really pushed this team in practice early on this week. Like uh, They didn't have a game for a week after you know it's been a full one since the Black Friday game against Western Illinois. So uh, 
not that this is any kind of surprise when you get a chance to really work on yourselves and have a number of practices, which is pretty rare at this point in the season to have this big of a gap in your schedule that Brad would push the gas uh, on some days and then, you know, closer to the game, like, you know, today and probably yesterday be a little bit lighter, a little bit more on the, on the scouting side and, and stay fresh uh, in that type of a sense. But sounds like Sunday through Tuesday, he really was getting after him and, and was holding him to a high standard and trying to test that toughness because I had to look this back up, Kyle, but the, the whole Pizza Hut parking lot thing, that when that went viral, it was after they got punched in the mouth by Rutgers. Rutgers. There the last time Illinois went to the rack, Illinois lost seventy to fifty nine. They got out rebounded like forty eight to twenty six. Something obscene. And Brad Underwood, two days later, meeting with the media, just went nuts on his team and said, "We went to the Pizza Hut parking lot and they kicked our, you know what." So that that's really where that going viral stemmed from. So he wanted to make sure that this team is ready for a fight because usually that's what you can expect when these two teams can get together. Now, Illinois is 7 and 3 against Rutgers during Brad Underwood's tenure, but just in terms of their makeup, like the way that Steve Peichel builds a team, the way that Brad Underwood builds a team and how they kind of ingrain certain things in their DNA like toughness, maximum effort, you know, just just those those type of characteristics they look for. They're they're similar in that regard. So you got two teams that both want to be one of, if not the toughest team in the Big Ten. And right now, they're both two of the top defensive teams in the country. So I think that there's it'll be interesting to see who wins the effort plays, who's just who's better on the glass, who who's more tough as far as that goes. Not to boil it down that simplistically, but I think sometimes the winner of this game is the the one that brings more of that. Yeah, no doubt. I I just want to say real quick that it is pretty impressive what. Steve Peichel has been able to do with this Rutgers team like it seems like year in year I even think about this team I know they've had some talented guys Ron Harper Jr. Mulcahy those guys but these Rutgers teams they never stand out to you on paper but they're always one of the best offensive teams in the conference every year since basically since Peichel got there we around this time of year whenever it is the rack is on the schedule and you're terrified to go in there and you're talking about how you probably have the better basketball team pretty clearly, but this is going to be a game that is going to get ugly and it's probably, and Rutgers has picked off a lot of really good basketball teams there. And now adding on to the fact that he's might bring in the two best prospects in the entire high school class next year, like, man, they crazy? could, they could be really good next season and, and into the future. And you know that they're never going to be a pushover. They're just never going to be one. It's, it would it would have been so easy for a lot of these Rutgers teams to be in the Nebraska and Minnesota territory. I mean, that's probably what these rosters have been. I'll save for the Geo Baker, Ron Harper teams. I think those were legitimately good players. But man, like it's just it's it's really impressive to have Rutgers be this much of a of a a pain in everybody's side. And and yeah, you and the reason is is because of that mentality and that culture that Peichel has instilled in this group as he he always does have the toughest team it feels like but Illinois that's what Brad wants to strives for every year he wants to be tough and and uh and yeah that's what is gonna it's gonna take in this game for sure yeah I have a ton of respect for Steve Peichel and what he's done there and it's been cool that 
the it's kind of been correlated the the rise of both of those teams from the bottom echelon of the Big Ten. Illinois, of course, has pushed it a little bit farther to being a one seed in the NCAA tournament, winning a Big Ten championship in the regular season, a Big Ten championship in the in the conference tournament, and what should have been another at least share of a of a regular season championship as well. Um, but still, Rutgers has been a above average Big Ten team, one that's had some some pretty darn good years here recently. That team that uh, a handful of years ago with Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, uh, you know, they they've that was a with McConnell with Mokehi, they they were good. That, that was a good team. And Rutgers just, yeah, I think you put it really well. Of like they should, if you just kind of laid it out in terms of like basketball tradition. Uh, how they're probably viewed in terms of the East Coast, like who's supposed to get those top players in New York, New Jersey. Like you know, Syracuse is out there. Obviously, uh, you got Villanova, not too far from that area, and anybody can go pick off. You know, St. John's now uh, with Rick Pitino, but Rutgers to they're in a stretch. You know, that's rivaling the best in terms of just consistency that they've had in their program's history, if they would have, if the tournament would not have been canceled in 2020, they would have made the tournament three straight years for the first time that that's ever been done in program history. Last year, they just missed the tournament. That could have also been three straight, uh, if not four, if the, you would have had them making it last year and then in 2020. But, uh, and then to, to be what, to recruit the way he has, it, it, it's obvious that, you know, Ron Harper Jr. really, really liked playing for Steve Peichel. If he didn't, I don't think there's any question that uh, Dylan would not be so seriously considering them. And, you know, it's not like Ron Harper Sr. went to Rutgers. I, I don't know, you know, beyond the connection to just his brother played there and must have really liked it, you know, what other reason is there for him to go there? Not much. Not much. But and it, it still seems, unless there is a late change – it's has boiled down to really, you know, Rutgers or Duke for Dylan Harper. And it the signs still point to Rutgers, him joining his buddy Ace Bailey, who's already on board there. And does, does Cliff Amori have more eligibility? Good question. He's listed does as he have a, a COVID year. He's listed as a senior. So if he's if he's a senior like Coleman Hawkins is, he would have another year. Let's say you get him back and Dylan Harper commits to Rutgers. Are we talking about Rutgers as a Big Ten contender heading into next season? I would say yes. Now, you're probably also talking about Purdue getting Zach wow. and Right. I, the lo- I, and it's hard and to Smith frame back. it, right? Because it's, it's hard to frame it. Like, when you're talking about the Big Ten, let's say Purdue gets Edie back. When I say, like, you're still a Big contender. Ten contender, yeah. That's like my way of saying like, well, Purdue will win it, but like, are they going to be one of the top teams in the conference? Right. You know, please. I, can think, Edie just I think go they pro? would be. I think they would be. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see, like they will have legitimate expectations. I don't, it, it'll be interesting to see like if Cliff doesn't come back, I don't know what the situation is of some of the guys they currently have. They haven't really been all that aggressive in the portal. So like you bring in, the two highest-rated freshmen. Yeah, that's a good point. In all of the, in the 2024 class, that's 2024, right? Yes. Um, and, but then, how much is that going to weigh? Else do you have? Like, how much else do you have around them? How much are you trusting two freshmen, even though they're two insanely talented ones? So, because we did see that at Michigan, right? When 
they had Dickinson, they brought in Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, and that team barely made the tournament. Oh, right. Yeah. Good point. So, like, you could bring in two five-star guys with an established center, and if you don't have enough else or you're too young at your other spots, it could be tough. From a talent perspective, if they kept Cliff and brought in what they're brought in Dylan and Ace and uh, they got a couple other pieces in that class as well. Derek Simpson, if he continues to develop uh, as a guard in that backcourt, but yeah, they might need a little bit more. Uh, I wonder, you know, Rutgers all of a sudden would become, I wonder what their NIL situation would be like, but would become more of an attractive destination with that. Probably isn't great given that Mulcahy left, right? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I had heard is that, what they did have working in NIL, they kind of saved up for this class. They they wanted to allocate it for, all right, let's, which is kind of, it's a little bit backwards in, in terms of what a lot of schools are doing right now is that if they got big money to spend, they're probably going to use it in the portal versus uh, in high school. But with what their potential was with Bailey and with Harper, they decided, all right, we're going to, we're going to earmark some of our, you know, a lot of our NIL, as far as I understand it, for the high school scene and then maybe not be able to pay what Paul Mulcahy wants. And what look, like some of the numbers rumored around him, I don't know what he ultimately got at Washington, but some of it was like, yeah, you might need like 400 to half a million to get Paul Mulcahy for a year. Is he worth that? No. <laughs> Solid player, but $500,000. Come on now. So... How's he, I wonder how he's playing at Washington. I haven't checked. I don't know. They were. I forgot what they were playing. They were playing out. They played in the Continental Tire main event, uh, which right, was which a lot was, less of a main event this year than yeah. it was last year. It was. Oh, they played in like a couple overtime game, didn't they, against yeah. somebody? Maybe St. Mary's or something, or San Diego I mean, State? I think San Diego State. Yeah. So they are 4-2. and two. They've lost to Nevada. They lost in overtime to San Diego State. They beat Xavier in the Continental Tire main event as well. Mulcahy, he's shooting like 40% from the field. High assist rate. Get 13 assists in that game against San Diego State. Mm. He's a, He's been all right. Illinois could use him. Yeah, they could. <laughs> but uh, Big, good defender, can pass it, can create offense. Uh, give me that. He could score zero points. I'd take it. You said it off the air. They could use Isaiah Stevens from they Colorado could. State. That, that guy's a beast. That was the guy that it was kind of like, man, he's coming out of the NBA draft. Has He's already graduated, could portal. If he goes in the portal, Illinois obviously would be, uh, along with some other people, if you're point guard needy, that would be a star. But he, he stayed put there, and he's off to a great start, and so are the Rams of Colorado State. Uh, let's catch a break. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I line and link text line. Let's hear from Terrace Shannon Jr. what he had to say to the media today as he gears up to head out to the East Coast. We'll do that next. This is The Drive. Hey, could you tell me what aisle your car batteries are in? Sure, I'll go grab one for you. Here's your battery. It might be expired, but oh well. Also, the brand isn't that great, but it should work for at least a year or two, maybe. Anyways, I went ahead and charged you for it, and here's the battery. Okay, have a great day. Uh, what just happened? Sometimes good things are hard to find, but they're worth the wait. Make the trip out to Interstate All Battery Center at 2504 North Madison Avenue and get all of your battery needs taken care of by the trusted professionals. Give them a call today at 355-4855. You moved into your new home using two men and a truck. The garage was clean. 
Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Garage for now, put it in the garage for now, put it in the garage for now, put it in the garage for now. <laughs> it happens. You got junk. Call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men in a truck. The hammering, the sawing. The drilling, all the sounds of the workplace from music to our ears. You can be a part of construction projects, large and small, as a Carpenters Local 243 member. Learn to excel with apprentice and journeyman training. Members enjoy all the benefits this internationally recognized union has to offer. It's a life-changing decision. Join the Local 243 family tradition. Contact Carpenters Local 243 at 217-356-5463. I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up, and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pinch. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini at Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia Sports Bar and Grill. Pia serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy 350 22-ounce light and course light drafts. Every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Make this holiday season truly magical. See Champaign-Urbana Ballet's The Nutcracker, November 30th through December 3rd. Presented in partnership with Cranert Center for the Performing Arts, Area-Wide Technologies, Bill Bass Foundation, Stone Ridge Dairy, Two Men in a Truck, and Champaign Ballet Academy. Tickets at the Cranert Center box office or cuballet.com. Experience the unforgettable story, music, and magic of CU Ballet's The Nutcracker. Accumulation. Preservation. Generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank. Building business. Growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. What do you think about Rutgers? Uh, they're a pretty good team. Uh, like every team is good in the Big Ten, and we just got, we just got to come to play, man. Uh, every game is going to be hard for us, and I respect every opponent. We've had a lot of like actual practice days over the last week plus. What's maybe your takeaway from what you guys accomplished and getting to work around yourself a little bit? Uh, 
that uh, Coach Brad, he, uh, he got after us, man. Uh, we know, I feel like we're, we're a, really, a, really, a pretty tough team. Uh, I feel like we, we got more together, and our last few practices brought us closer together with uh, how Coach Brad handled it. What stood out offensively about what you guys were able to build? Um, just connecting more. Um, I feel like our chemistry has gotten a lot better. Um, we we know where to find guys within the offense, and, and we're just playing for each other. So that's, I feel like we really take, took a step ahead uh, this week. So what you learn about yourself through the first month and that first portion of non-conference games as a um, team? Uh, that we're a really good team. Um, which are some, some things away from being a great team, but uh, I feel like we're a really good team. What do you feel like those things are? Um, just just being more consistent as a, as a whole, um, doing the same thing night in and night out, um, and just just sticking together. You off to a clear best start for three. What's been the biggest improvement day? Say it again, I'm sorry. It's right. it's you're off to a clear best start for three. I guess what's been the biggest improvement day for you so far? Um, just... Honestly, I've been doing the same thing, man. Just, just working, man. Uh, I would say I'm more consistent this year. Um, what I do on and off the court. Uh, but just, just, just fun. Just taking, also taking better shots. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, last year I found myself taking shots that I need to, that I didn't need to take. Um, settling. Um, but also, shot selection has been helping me too. What do you guys feel like you'll learn these next three games as a whole? Um, how tough we really are. Um, I mean, we're going on the road to Rutgers, and then we play Florida Atlantic, and then we go on the road again to Tennessee. So I feel like I feel like we'll we'll see where we're really at. And uh, we 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 obviously have the loss to Marquette. Um, we're we're not here for moral victories. We're here to win. So just just saying, just but I feel like we'll see where we're really at. Um, these next three games. Is that exciting? Like, how do you approach that as a as a competitor and a player who wants to play against the best? Uh, I approach every I approach every game the same. Um, our first six games, I looked at every opponent the same, and I respected every opponent. So, just going in, just going into every game with the same mentality, mentality, and uh, just wanting to win. Uh, this is how I feel like I go into it, and I feel like that's how my team is going to. Yeah, a couple, couple of new guys and obviously freshmen too. Tell them anything about going to play at Rutgers or Madison Square Garden? Oh, I, I haven't played at Rutgers myself. Uh, but, I mean, I, I heard it's a pretty rowdy environment. But I love road games. Um, and that's, that's what um, good teams are, are made of, uh, getting wins on the road. So. And, and Madison Square Garden, I mean, I think I'm undefeated there in my college career. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a bigger, brighter stage uh, playing in the NBA arena, and playing in front of more fans and fans that don't know you. Also, uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a really good environment. Coach Underwood sounded hopeful that Coleman might be able to return soon. What could it mean to get him back with you guys on the floor? Uh, it means a lot. Uh, Coleman's one of our leaders, um, and he's one of our veterans. I mean, he's a really good player for us. Um, he opens the floor at the five. He, has to, he keeps the he keeps the other big man honest uh, on the offense on the on the on the defensive end for them. And it's just uh, just a big addition, and he's a big key for us uh, moving forward and winning this season.
How have you kind of seen him readjust to get getting back on the court and practice with you guys? It was like he never left. Uh, he was actually even better. Uh, so I'm expecting big things from uh, moving forward. You've been in the leadership role two years now. Uh, when you go on the road in those tough environments and those those close games late, is there anything you've learned or something you might do differently this year versus last year? Uh, yeah. Um, teams are going to go on runs. Like, it happens. But just staying poised and, and calming the storm, uh, not not making uh not taking 20 point plays like there's no 20 point play just taking it possession by possession uh, and just stand together man as long as we stick together and make one fist like we'll we'll be fine we'll be fine staying out on the east coast for like four or five days i mean outside of basketball does the team have any like plans you gonna do anything special to win to win that's that's um I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to New York and New Jersey to have fun. I'm there to win. So, I mean, we might have dinner plans, but other than that, I'm just there to win. You mentioned Brad kind of testing your guys' toughness in practice. Uh, how did how did that go? And at what point did you know it was kind of on in that sense? Uh, <laughs> man. We can, we can talk about that another time. <laughs> but just know, uh, I'm just I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> I'm happy to be here today, man. I'm happy to be here today. But man, uh, Coach Brad, that's, that's, just, that's just the kind of coach he is. He's gonna, he just, he's just gonna get the, he's gonna reach and try to get the best out of you. And he tested us this, these uh, Sunday through Tuesday, and we had the day off Wednesday. But those days, those, those are really good days for us. Uh, I feel like that helped us, and get, he was just getting us prepared for road, road games, and he did a really good job at it. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, Champagne.com.
By now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. With over 1,200 program participants in 2023, Developmental Services Center supports people with disabilities to live a more rich and meaningful life. Can you help support the Tree of Hope campaign this year? A $50 donation will light a bulb on the tree at Market View in Prospect in Champaign. Also, DSC's The Crow at 110 East University near First Street has a special holiday open house Sunday, December 3rd from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. as you help local artists while getting a unique gift. Learn more at dsc during this holiday season, Cunningham Children's Home and each child, adult, and family we've served this year would like to express our appreciation to the Champaign-Urbana community for your support of our mission to see every child thrive. Join Cunningham Children's Home for the fourth annual Luminaries of Hope and Live Nativity, December 8th and 9th. Drive through our campus in Urbana to experience the holiday magic as hundreds of luminaries light your way to the live nativity. Learn more about Luminaries of Hope at CunninghamHome.org. Cunningham Children's Home. Hope begins here. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Before we get you our picks for this weekend, including our side that we're taking for Illinois and Rutgers tomorrow, get to a couple of questions on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. I know Wade chimed in, not only with the, the picture of Brad Underwood holding the Pizza Hut box, which is, which is great, classic. Uh, he says that DJL may play more if they have problems bringing the ball up the court. What do you think about that, Kyle? F, uh, Rutgers definitely someone that's going to press. I'm just I'm very interested to see how Illinois handles that. Marquette showed that at times as well. If Coleman's back, I think that adds another potential ball handler. Obviously, that can help you get through that. What do you make of the idea of DGL possibly helping you uh, against a, a full court press? I I do think there's. There's two ways this can go. Yes, he's a capable ball handler, but also he's a freshman that might get sped up and might make the mistakes that Rutgers is making you, or is trying to make you to fall into. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would consider him a guy that I'm gonna put a lot of trust in to handle the ball and and you know just overcome that pressure. I just said for him, it's as a freshman seeing that type of defense for really the first time in a high major game on the road, like I'd be a little concerned about how that would go and how long it might take him to adjust to that. But it's, it's a possibility and he needs to become more of a ball handling option for you. I think, I think that's a way that he can work himself into a more consistent role in the rotation. Yeah. I think that obviously Terrence Shannon factors into that. Uh, Marcus Damask really, I mean, we've been circling back to him a lot. 
this week. There have been there were times in, in recent games where he's been a little loose with the ball and has made some uncharacteristic decisions. I think in, in terms of you know some bad passes and just been been loose with it. So uh, as you really look to try to break through their two two one press, uh, they'll they'll look to be a little I think a little bit more aggressive than Marquette for the most part. I think Marquette kind of sits in their shell and and, and makes you break their their token pressure uh, they can they can ramp it up a little bit more if they want to but from what I've seen from Rutgers is, is they're a little bit more aggressive in how they try to trap you and and, and swat at you so uh, I think they're trying to make up for the fact that they're not very good in a half court setting they want to play in a in a uh, up and down easy baskets let's let's use our defense as, as really our best offense so I think that'll be interesting to see how Illinois handles that before we get to our picks also 217 where would you rank the Big Ten among the power conferences I'm assuming this is obviously in basketball given that we've been talking hoops throughout the show I think they're pretty clearly fourth or fifth depending on how you view the ACC they're not I think, the best conference in the country? What? No, they're not. Uh, uh, despite what you? every Big Ten coach said in their opening statement on media day, they are not the best league in the country. I would say with confidence that the Big East, the Big 12, and the SEC are all better basketball conferences currently than the Big Ten. Mm. And I even think that there's a chance the ACC could be better this year. It, it's been very down in the last couple of years, but it's kind of a debate for fourth between those two in my eyes. I can tell you that Ken Palm currently has from what's there. I mean, there's a lot of basketball still to be played, but uh, they have big 12, number one, big East, number two, big 10, slightly number three over the sec, which came as a surprise to me. Surprise. I mean, um, the it, sec, I, I just think the sec has more quality teams than the big 10 does in terms of like true, this team can make an elite eight type team. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of the bottom, uh, you know, yeah. you got Vandy in there. That's down in like almost 200. You've got Ole Miss. that's not very good. That's a rebuild for Chris Beard there. Uh, that's the one thing you have to factor in. I guess the big 10 doesn't have the just awful bottom of the conference. Like Minnesota's pretty bad. Yeah. But besides that, and Penn State's going to be pretty bad this year, I would assume. But, like, besides those teams, they have teams that are, are at least be competitive and be in, like, the top 100 as opposed to these other conferences yeah. that just have horrendous teams. Yeah, they're not going to fall off the cliff as you maybe get to, the, like, the bottom third. Yes, I, I think Minnesota's pretty bad, and, and Penn State's not been good either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky, Bama, Auburn – I think that if you like took the top five to six teams in the SEC and put them up against the the Big Ten, I mean Purdue might be the only one that wins their game potentially. We'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. There's still a decent amount to play out uh, still, but yeah, the Big Ten has not had a good showing overall so far, and and we'll see where it goes from here. On that note, let's see what happens and what shakes out in Big Ten play. But first, let's go to the football side where we'll do who you got. Should I do my best Hans D impression Let's here and lead us through this? I Let's don't do it. Unfortunately, I don't have the monotone voice and the fun <laughs> facts that he brings in here, but we'll uh, we'll give it a go. No one can just like I can't do like the the Lante like his reaction when you play the drink song. Or actually, we should do that at some point. 
Or he just does like, oh, yeah, or something like nah. that. Like, I can't do that, so I don't even try. You don't try to be Hans. I won't try to be Lon. We'll just we'll be Derek and Kyle. We'll roll through this thing. Let's start tonight with a big-time conference championship game in the college football world, one that has a ton of college football playoff implications. I think, barring something weird happening or opinions changing, winner of this game should be a college football playoff team. Loser of this game should probably be out and in a different New Year's Six Bowl. Washington and Oregon. This game will take place in Las Vegas tonight, 7 o'clock on ABC. Who you got? Number one, I love the fact that they're breaking this up and giving us a marquee game. And we talked about it yesterday, maybe the top just flat-out game and as far as entertainment goes of the weekend on the college football slate. And they're giving it to us on Friday night and then a full day on Saturday too. I don't know. The spread seems a little rich, like Oregon minus nine and a half. I've seen it at 10 in a couple of places. I, I think Oregon's the better team, even though Washington won the game. They're, you know, in is, where's, is Washington in Seattle? I think so. Where they? Uh, I don't yeah, know. they're cl- they're in the area. In the area. Yeah. Uh, when they won the game at home against the Ducks, a very tight one that, that Oregon could have pulled out, but I think that you look at the way Bo Nix is playing. I mean, 37 touchdowns and two picks all year. It is Seattle, by the way. Seattle, perfect. Uh, I need to be able to find my way there for you know upcoming seasons when they're in the Big Ten, so at least I know where I'm going. That's a good uh, point. This might be a future <laughs> Big Ten championship oh, game. Yeah, this is right. the last Pac-12 championship game, and these two teams may be playing in the Big Ten title Isn't down that the crazy? road. Can we just call this the Big Ten title then? We may because as well. the one tomorrow is yeah, going to be nearly as, well. as good. Uh, I'm going Oregon. Bonex has thrown 16 of those touchdowns within the last four weeks. And while I really respect Michael Penix and that Washington offense, they haven't been operating at as high of a clip of late. And I think Oregon, in my opinion, also has the better defense. So I think Oregon wins. I'm totally with you on that. I think there's a reason that the spread looks the way it does. Washington won the first matchup at Washington in a game that I kind of thought Oregon was better. And they just... They couldn't convert a fourth down, and they refused to kick a field goal. I think Oregon is the better football team. I think they; these are two really great offenses. I think Oregon's is overall better. I think they have the better quarterback, even though both are great. Bo Nix has been unbelievable. And defensively, I just think they can get more stops than Washington can in this game. And I just Oregon's going to have revenge on their mind. They know they should have won that game earlier in the season, and now they get an opportunity to get them back here in the game that's truly going to count towards the playoff. And I will be really excited to watch this Oregon team in the playoff in a couple weeks because I think they're really good. Would you feel bad for Washington if they lose one game all year yeah. and they split with Oregon and they don't get in? I would feel bad. I would. They, I mean, and they have the longest winning streak in like the country. I think they've won an insane number of games in a row. They've been unbelievable the last two years. But, yeah, I mean, they undefeated – what a year if they you know especially if it's like a really close game yeah man that would that would be terrible i i would feel pretty bad but i i think it'll be great to see the winner of this team be a nice change of pace and the winner of this game be a nice change of pace in the playoff and give i think whoever they play a pretty good game at the very least yep saturday let's start real we can go quick on this one because i think we'll probably be consensus here oklahoma state texas big 12 championship texas can put themselves in a position to get in if they win plus get a little help from 
you know, particularly Louisville later in the night. Oklahoma State's just kind of happy to be there. I don't even know really how they got in, but hey, they they're what nine and three. Who you got in this game? The Pokes did do one thing that Texas didn't, and that was beat Oklahoma. So Good they, point. They, they got that going for them. I, Texas needs style points in this one, not only the win, but to win big. And it may not, you know, they like you said need help regardless. But I feel like they got to come out with a lot of, a lot of like urgency and keep the gas. On so I think they blow out Oklahoma State. They're, I think they're that much better, and they're they're going to try to make a statement. We'll see if they get the help that they need to, to get in. But uh, Quinn Ewers hasn't been playing as great, and like you mentioned earlier in the week, he's been banged up uh, throughout this season a little bit. But I think Texas lays it on thick, and they they win big. I agree. I think Texas takes care of business in this game. They're just a much better team in pretty much every aspect here, and there is going to be a situation where. They have a ton to play for, and they are not going to take their foot off the gas at all, regardless of what the score looks like. So give me Texas. SEC Championship, Mm. 3 o'clock. This is the one we talked about a little bit earlier on in the week. Could be the chaos inducer of the playoff. If Alabama can beat Georgia in this game, it is going to be a nightmare Saturday night leading into Sunday morning for the college football playoff committee to sort things out. Obviously, if Georgia wins, they'll be the number one seed. Yet again in the playoff, Georgia-Alabama from Atlanta SEC title. Can Bama cause chaos in the playoff field? I They can, yeah. I I don't know which way to go with this one, Kyle. As you I don't at, either at all. Bama's best wins have all been at home. They, they beat Ole Miss at home, Tennessee at home, LSU at home, and then really weren't that impressive in their last game against Auburn. Uh, a tight one and a miracle, really, win for them. And the Iron Bowl, would they convert like fourth and fourth and thirty or something? Yeah, fourth and goal, from fourth the and 30? goal from the thirty. That's ridiculous. But maybe that's Bama could do that, man. They could be like, all right, you think that they're out and they're going away, but they're not. And, and how the committee would handle this if you have a one loss Bama and a one loss Georgia? I'd have to imagine my gut would say they they would need some things to happen, but maybe they even get both of them in. Um, I'm going to say Bama does it. I love it. I hope you're right. That'd be fun, a lot of fun. I, I mean, I I don't want to root for Bama. It's not like I'd rather either. root for Georgia. So in this game, it's just I'm rooting for fun and some chaos and some intrigue heading into the night. I just hope Bama wins and we can see what happens there. Um, but I, I think Milrow's been playing that well, though. I think he, he's been pretty, pretty he has good. Been. He has been. He got benched early in the year. He's been great. I do think Georgia will win it. I think Georgia will win the game. I just, I, I like you said, I think Bama has been very good, especially coming off the beginning of the year when you wondered if there was just going to be a total down year collapse situation for Bama. They've been very good. They've found their stride here late in the season, but they've squeaked by in a, in a few of these games. They haven't really won convincingly. Georgia has kind of gotten the narrative on them this year that, hey, this isn't one of the best Georgia teams we've seen. I still think they're pretty awesome. Like they, They've dominated some teams this year. Their quarterback, Carson Beck, has actually been really good. I think Georgia is just the overall better team here and is going to win it. I think it'll be a, a close game, but Georgia... There's not going to be a lot of chaos. Georgia's going to be your number one seed yet again in the playoff and win this one. ACC title game at, at 7 o'clock. This is one where Florida State 
win, and they're almost certainly in Louisville, 10-win team, Jeff Brom's first year. They're looking to spoil Florida State's whole season here and win an ACC title out of nowhere. Can they do it, or will Florida State end up getting in and play with a backup quarterback in the playoff? Louisville could do us all a favor and just win this game. Uh, give Florida State like a purple heart or something. Like give them, uh, you had a great season, or, or even if they win, like if they're thirteen and zero, can we just say here's here's a you had a great year, but you know you're not. I wish we could. You know you're not beating who you need to beat Georgia. Uh, and then going on and winning this thing without Jordan Travis, I don't. I don't honestly know enough about Louisville. I know they had a, a a pretty darn good year on paper. That Jack Plummer's their quarterback, and I still, I probably say that Florida State finds a way to win and just be annoying, and then probably get blasted in the first game of the playoff. Give me Louisville here to knock Florida right. State out. We need it. I we need Florida it. Florida State. I saw some rumor earlier this week that their backup quarterback may be in concussion protocol. Oh, my gosh. If they have to play with a third stringer, I think it's going to get tough. You saw them, you know, they really didn't move the ball at all against Florida until late in the game last week. I just think they're not all that great without Jordan Travis in there, and I think Louisville has just found ways to win all year. They're not very good. I really don't think Louisville's all that great. But, man, they just find ways to, to just squeak these games out. I think this is going to be another one where they figure it out and, and find a way to knock Florida State out, and I really hope they do because I don't want to see Florida State in the playoff. No offense. Like you said, great year, but we don't need to see a lose by 38 to Georgia. Michigan will beat Iowa. We can move on, right? <laughs> will <laughs> will Iowa, Iowa score a point in the, in the first half? I, I think you'd have to debate with yourself <sighs> if they'll score at all. Oh, score at all. But in the first half, I'd almost be inclined to say no. So if I'm sitting there out in New Jersey where you can also wager, and I'm going to sit down after writing about Illinois against Rutgers, I should bet on under 0.5 points in the first half. Is that what you're saying? I think so. Okay. Michigan by a ton. And I'll say Iowa does not score in the first half. I will echo both of those things. Michigan will win by at least three touchdowns, probably for Iowa, three points max in the entire game. College basketball. Let's, Here let's, we go. Let's rapid fire it through a couple other games, and then we'll get to the one that everyone wants to hear about. Let's start Big Ten tonight. Indiana-Maryland, two teams that have been atrocious this year from Bloomington. Yep. Who you got? I said it yesterday. Uh, I got it. I think it's my preseason bias kicking in. I'm going Maryland. Two things worry me. Um Number one, this Maryland team really, really struggled to win on the road last year, and Indiana's one of the toughest places to win uh, in in the Big Ten. And number two, like Utah, you have made a really good point. Like from a matchup perspective, there's some obvious holes in what Indiana's doing right now. They're not shooting or making a lot of threes, and then defensively they give up a lot of threes. Well, Maryland doesn't make threes right now. They're shooting the worst percentage in the Big Ten from three, I think 24%. And they're playing big just like Indiana. Like Jordan Geronimo was their starting three in the last game. It went Geronimo, Dante Scott, and Julian Reese. So you're kind of like so these are two teams that have lineups that make no sense and are play terrible basketball together. They're made for each other. But I think Jameer Young goes off. I think he has a, a good game and Maryland gets it done on the road. I'm, I'm selling Indiana and I'm buying I'm still holding out hope for Maryland because we liked them a lot in the preseason. I think they could still be pretty good. 
I'm the biggest Indiana non-believer there is. I think they're horrible. And yet, with that said, I think they win tonight at home <laughs> against the Maryland team that has looked awful. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a matter of home game, first Big Ten game there in Bloomington. Because I think they're the better team on paper for sure. Like, certainly. Yes, it's your first game on the road. And it's a very tough place to start things off with in terms of that sense. And as I laid out earlier in the week, like, You've lost three in a row in that building. This Rutgers team has been able to beat some very good and ranked teams to start off their Big Ten home slate. But I think Illinois gets it done. They have they have Terrence Shannon like you talked about. Uh, I think that just – I think Rutgers just has a tough time to score even more so than Illinois does. If, if Illinois doesn't turn it over 15 to 20 times, I think they're going to get it done in a, in a, a rock fight type of game. Say – Mm, 62 to 57 Illinois I've had a bad feeling about this game like all week long I don't I just can't shake it going to the rack this matchup I just I, I haven't felt great about it all week but I just feel like Illinois isn't gonna lose this game I just I I I feel like the unbiased fan in me should be picking Rutgers based on how I feel, but I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to put that mojo out there heading into this weekend. <laughs> I just, I also just think this Illinois team is equipped to win ugly games. I really do think that. I think they're a really good defensive team. I think that when it comes to holding Rutgers offense down, I think Illinois can hold them in the 50s for sure, especially if they protect the ball which I'll go out on a limb and say they, you know, there's going to be some turnovers, but I think they'll do an okay job. It'll turn into a really slow-paced half-court game, and at the end of the day, I just think Illinois has Terrence Shannon and Rutgers doesn't, and I think Terrence gives you about 20 points tomorrow, gives you some big-time buckets. Luke Goody and Marcus Damask each hit a couple timely threes, and Illinois finds a way in a super ugly, frustrating at times game to not lose it, even though it probably won't be pretty to watch. Illinois 60, Rutgers 56. Woo! I like it. It'll be fun there at the rack tomorrow. Look forward to taking it in in person. Everybody watching at home, enjoy it as well. Enjoy a fantastic hoop slate and also uh, college football as well, starting tonight, Oregon and Washington, like Kyle broke down. So uh, we appreciate you listening in both today and throughout the week. Thanks to Kyle. Big shout out to Kyle. A full week of guest co-hosting and a lot more coming up with me being on the East Coast. So uh, cheers to you, Kyle. Yeah, actually, let me transition this music. We forgot to do yeah, one thing. Yeah, we yep, can't yep, yep. can't forget it. But uh, are we going to get Lante back on Monday or is I don't he know. gone? Yeah, is he, that am I going to show up and it's just going to be me and Jay on Monday and Lon will be moved to Florida? The great part of that is that becomes your problem on Monday. Yeah, I'm, great. I'm gone. Great. I'm in New York City. So uh, I hope for the sake of our show... Um, that he's here. We need Lon back. We need Lon back. To uh, a great weekend, to Kyle, to Lon, hopefully coming back. We'll send you out on this. Everybody have a great weekend. This is The Drive. Happy hour.